This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This is Bunny Michael. Connecting to your higher self is an unlearning process. Unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. Success, fulfilling relationships, self-acceptance, inner peace. All of that begins when we realize that that is what we deserve, what we've always deserved. Aligning with your higher self is an awakening process and it is no easy feat. But as you will learn from the callers on this podcast, our journeys might look different, but our path is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello out there. Welcome to another episode of EXO Higher Self, Advice and Healing. I hope that you've been taking care of yourself. I hope that 2023 is starting off feeling fresh and good. And even if it's taking a little bit of time to get it going, that's fine too, right? Like, don't get all wild about your resolutions and then start judging yourself for not being able to implement them perfectly right away. Like, that's not what this is about. This is a year about being kinder to ourselves, being more compassionate with ourselves, because that's actually what's going to sustain our growth and sustain us powering through and manifesting the things that are actually good for us, right? This isn't a competition. This isn't a capitalist venture. This is your life. This is your relationship with yourself and it needs nurturing and care and love. And that's what we're here to do, to remind each other of that. So I'm not gonna make this intro long because these questions this week are pretty deep and I just wanna get straight to it. So here you go. The following question was submitted on our site. Hi, Bunny. I'm writing because I'm at a painful crossroads in my relationship. I'm a queer woman who has been with a straight man for two years. When we got together, I was upfront with him about the fact I don't believe I'm a fully monogamous person, as well as the fact that I'm queer and primarily experience romantic attraction to women. He was receptive to me, but ultimately is monogamous, and that's how we've been in our relationship. I have experienced attraction to other people during this time and have at times expressed that, but have not pursued it. Lately, I've been feeling attracted to women more, and I can't shake this feeling that there's a part of myself I'm suppressing. I told my partner that I have an attraction, interest in someone because I believe in honesty and transparency, not necessarily with the intent to pursue it, but with the intent to be open about myself and my feelings. The response I was met with was intense, and there were many elements of accusation, shaming, and blame, although I didn't do or act on anything. I feel troubled and deeply saddened by the space I'm in. On one hand, being with my partner has been healing for me in many ways. Before them, I was in a relationship that at times was non-monogamous with a partner who, despite our open relationship, relentlessly cheated, lied, manipulated, and broke trust. 
After that relationship, I wanted nothing more than to be with one person who wanted to be with only me and who made me feel safe and adored. My partner now does make me feel this way a lot of the time. He wants to be connected to my family, wants me to be connected to his, is very committed and loves me very much. We have a lot of sexual chemistry and compatibility and I have felt really safe and desired physically. At the same time, I feel like there are parts of me revolving around queerness or non-monogamy that it doesn't even feel fully safe to discuss without fear of their reaction. I don't expect these conversations to be easy, but to me, there's no reason why they shouldn't be loving and collaborative. I think I'm more attached to feeling heard and safe in processing these feelings and aspects of my identity than to even acting on them. Feeling scared to express myself and scared of the reaction, which can look like them accusing me, saying I've never loved them or have been lying to them our entire relationship, even though I've been upfront from the beginning, them refusing to see me or speak to me in person for a week or longer, etc., makes me feel suffocated. While I can picture myself with this person for a long time due to our love and care for each other and other compatibilities we share, I can't picture myself in a relationship with someone for five to 10 years down the line who I am afraid to express or speak on fundamental aspects of myself with, or who it feels unsafe to express feelings that are hard or complicated with. I don't know what to do. The thought of breaking up with this person I love while we have an otherwise good relationship feels irrational and deeply painful. It's something I'm struggling to even think about. On the other hand, the thought of being in a long-term relationship where I feel suppressed, shamed, accused, or afraid of expressing fundamental parts of myself or difficult, complex feelings wears away at me. I fantasize about feeling truly safe and seen in a relationship beyond someone's idealization of me or how I should fit into certain paradigms. To clarify, this doesn't mean I want to strong arm my partner into non-monogamy. I believe in being an ethical person and would be monogamous if that's what they continue to need. But the very least, I need to be able to talk openly about anything and not feel ashamed, bad, or wrong. I think I would suffer without feeling like talking calmly and lovingly about these feelings was accessible to me. And I feel like fear or retribution for being honest, which is part of the oppressive structure that feels very tied to heterosexuality and monogamy, is what leads to people lying, which I never want to do. I would love some help, introspection, and guidance if you have some to share. Thank you, Bunny. Hey, babe. You know, I do think there is a difference between being totally honest with how you're feeling all the time and having boundaries because you did enter into a monogamous relationship. And when you are in a monogamous relationship and yet you still want to be able to freely talk about you being attracted to other people to your monogamous partner, I think it's very understandable that that conversation might be difficult for somebody who is a monogamous person. And I understand that you wanna feel validated in, in who you are by being able to openly talk about that stuff with your partner. But I think it's also important for your partner to be validated, validated by you acknowledging that there are some things that your partner might not want to know. I think that 
in our relationships, even in monogamous relationships, it's possible for us to have attraction to other people. And you make a decision whether or not to act on it. But just because you have those feelings doesn't mean you then need to have to like go into a confessional necessarily with your partner, especially if you didn't do anything wrong or you didn't act on it or you're not cheating. And I feel like you expect your partner to feel totally safe in these conversations without acknowledging that these conversations are also hurtful. So it's one thing like you want to be able to be and say anything you want to to your partner, but and which is true, you can. But you also have to acknowledge that being doing that is also going to elicit feelings of pain in your partner because when your partner hears about you being attracted to somebody besides them, that can be really hurtful. It might not be as hurtful for you. Like if your partner said, hey, I'm attracted to this other person, maybe you would be like, oh, cool, awesome. Thank you for sharing with me. But not everybody is like that, right? So ideally you wanna be with somebody that you are able to be in a monogamous relationship with. However, want to be able to talk about other people and feel like that's totally okay. And I don't think that's something you don't deserve. If that's what you see and want in a relationship, that's totally fine. Like You deserve to have whatever you want. But you have to acknowledge that not everybody is going to be okay with those boundaries. You know, people have certain boundaries that make them feel emotionally safe. And so if you only feel emotionally safe with somebody where you can be totally um, transparent about all of the attraction you have to other people besides them, even though you have a monogamous commitment, if that's what makes you feel safe, that's totally valid. But you have to understand that that it doesn't always work for other people. And when we're in relationships, we have to talk about boundaries. We have to talk about what makes each other feel safe. And certain conversations just don't. And when you acknowledge that your partner's feelings are valid as well, your partner is much more easily able to validate yours. Like if you come at your partner with wanting to talk to them about something and then they feel hurt or upset by that and then you kind of respond as if there is no reason for them to feel like that or else or you should be entitled to be able to tell them stuff without them getting upset that can also lead to even more upset feelings, right? Because then your partner is not being validated in the very um, real feelings that they have in response to what you're telling them, right? So when we have conflicts with our, with our partners or people that we love, a vital step in being able to break through and see where each other are coming from is to acknowledge that everybody's feelings are valid in this situation. Everybody has points where they start feeling less emotionally safe and everybody deserves to be validated in their experience and to have boundaries in relationships that that are helpful right and I also just want to say that just because your partner can't necessarily or isn't able to validate your feelings for other people or 
that you're queer or parts of you are non-monogamous, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't make you any less yourself. It doesn't make you any less authentic in who you are. And I think that you're continually asking your partner to validate your queerness by saying it's okay that you have these feelings for other people because you're queer. But the thing is, is that your partner already already did validate your queerness. Your partner already does accept you for who you are and does acknowledge that you are attracted to women and isn't trying to punish you for that. But that doesn't mean they necessarily are able to hear the specifics about that all of the time whenever you have those feelings. So there is a balance here. And I just want you to not necessarily rely and depend on your partner to validate those parts of yourself every time you have those feelings because you are who you are already. Whether or not you can talk always to your partner about that part of you doesn't make you any less queer at all. And I think sometimes when we're queer and we're not in necessarily a a queer relationship, we struggle with feeling that we're in our authenticity, right? But remember, being queer doesn't mean that you're always in a queer relationship. You're just as queer with somebody who isn't queer as you are. Because being queer isn't just about who you're having sex with. It's not just about who you're dating. It's about how you feel in your heart. And I do think that in a very deep way, your partner acknowledges and and really, really loves who you are and probably loves you exactly because you are uh, courageously yourself. And I think that your partner also deserves to be accepted in exactly who he is and his needs as well. So relationship really is about finding this collaborative connection. It's what you create that's uniquely about both of you. And if you need community and you need to feel more part of that culture, a straight person isn't the person to go to to feel more authentically queer, right? That's not your community. That's your partner and you have something very special and unique with them, but There are other ways to feel connected that are beyond just feeling sexually attracted, that that are about being part of a community. And so I feel like you could get so much more of that validation from that, those friends, that community taking part in those causes, those issues, and, and really feeling like you're staying in touch with that part of yourself. Similarly, you know, I'm in a relationship with a white person and I'm not a white person. And yes, my partner can validate the fact that, you know, I'm not white and I have my own struggles with that. And, you know, I've been hurt in the past and stuff like that. And they they can be there for me for that. But they're not the person that I can really go to to feel truly seen in that experience because they can't relate to that experience in the same way. So it's not them that I really need the support from. I do need a certain level of support, but they're they're limited 
and what they're able to do simply because they don't have, we're not the same in that experience. And so where I need to feel seen is by people who do understand, who who do relate, who have been there before. And that's the people that I need to talk to more about those issues. That's where I can feel truly, truly seen. My partner absolutely has to respect those aspects of me and absolutely has to, you know, validate like my differences and 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 loves me for them. But they're not going to be the the my go-to when I need to feel connected to that community. Cause they're not part of it. So I think that there's a lot of love here. There's a lot of love going on in your relationship. And I sense that your partner really does want to, really does love you for who you are, but they also have limitations in what they're able to give you. And that's totally natural, normal, understandable. We're not superheroes. You know, we can't do all of the, all of, we can't always be courageous about every single thing. And especially when it comes to monogamy and when it comes to imagining your partners with other people, it's totally understandable for that to be really difficult for certain people. And if that's a line for you where you're like, you know what, I need, I can only be with somebody who's like totally okay with that. That That's okay too. Like there, this isn't about right or wrong. This is about what you really want in a relationship. And it's about accepting people for what they're actually capable of doing and what boundaries are going to make both people feel safe. So I think there is a little bit more balance here that can happen, that can be manifested when both of you respect each other for who you are, but also really validate that both of your feelings are important and your hurt and your pain matters. And how can we do this thing? And how can I respect your space? So go back to the drawing board (laughs) and keep processing this thing with your partner with a lot of recognition for not only them needing to validate you, but you needing to validate to validate them. And I think there there can be a lot of growth here. And who knows what what that will turn into. But you can't grow something with somebody until both of you are contributing and both of you have the space to put your your seeds in. <laughs> this is just like a, an impromptu metaphor, but you understand what I'm saying. All right. I'm sending you and your partner all of the best. You're doing an amazing job. You're obviously a very loving person and, and you guys can get through this. All right. Take care. The following question was submitted on our site. Dear Bunny, thank you for your love and thoughtful energy that you share with us every week. I'm struggling with some deep-seated feeling of insecurity when I am with my best friend, V, in groups of people, especially when men are around. You see, V is gorgeous, and I mean the type of pretty that people can't help but stare. She is just stunning, and when we are together, I see how the human gaze sticks on her, and accordingly, not me. 
I know that someone's beauty doesn't inherently detract from your own, but I hate how being around her makes me feel like I'm 15 again with my two beautiful best friends who all the boys liked and in my early 20s again when my bestie quite literally turned heads everywhere we went. The history of my female friendships has followed the same narrative throughout the phases of my life and it has repeatedly wounded my little wallflower heart in a very real way. V and I have been best friends for a decade. I'm 37 and have come a long way in terms of appreciating how I look and I truly hate that being around my favorite person triggers me in this way. I don't know how to manage it. So often when we sit beside one another, my thoughts turn to how unattractive I must be in comparison. We went to our partner's work Christmas party last night. They happen to be co-workers where it was the first time for both me and V to meet most of their work family. And I couldn't help but fixate on the many appreciative eyes that lingered on her. It pulled sharply at my wounds and I went home and sobbed quietly to myself on the couch, partly because I'm angry at myself for even feeling this way. How can something that is so superficial run so very deep in my spirit? V deserves her beauty. She is truly wonderful soul. And even though she's my best friend, I feel like this is one thing I can't really talk to her about. I obviously don't want to make her feel bad for something that she has no control over. It's very much a me problem and I don't want her to think she's hurting me. I would love any advice you may have for what I can do to mitigate this. What should I do when I find myself sinking into that stabbing insecurity that resides right in my solar plexus? How can I reconcile it with the reality that I, of course, want to spend time with V without this awful feeling? Much love to you, Bunny, and the Exo Higher Self community. Hello, love. There's so much contributing to these thoughts and feelings that you have, these insecurities, because like you know, we all come from a culture that has a very specific standard of beauty. And I really want to talk about the difference between beauty and standard of beauty. Standard of beauty is shaped by culture, very much has been shaped by Eurocentric beauty standards, um, very much shaped by this whole concept of, of symmetry and these like, <laughs> these, these beauty markers that have been ingrained in us from a very, very young age. And it's funny too, because at different time periods in human history, different things were the beauty standard, right? You know, sometimes bigger bodies, sometimes smaller bodies, sometimes really small eyes, sometimes big eyes, sometimes big lips, sometimes really thin lips. You know, it's it's always changing. Sometimes short hair, sometimes long hair, sometimes a very small butt, sometimes a really big butt. Like these things change with culture. And that's why it's beauty standard. Standard meaning set by society, set by culture. And that's why in different parts of the world, it's different. And different time periods of the world, it's different. So what you are noticing is that your friend fits very nicely into this beauty standard. And other people recognize that too. Because we're all ingrained to believe this is what beauty is. This is what beauty looks like. And so, yes, people see it, you know. But beauty is actually something that resonates from all of us. Beauty is a, something that radiates from within everybody's soul, 
It's the ability to see the higher self in somebody. You know, when you love somebody, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but you know, when you fall deeper and deeper in love with somebody, they become more and more beautiful. And that's because you can recognize something within them that just radiates. And that's what real beauty is. And we all possess that, but not everybody can see that. So beauty standard is like tunnel vision where this only this one certain aesthetic fits in and and how far or how close you are away from that determines what's beautiful according to culture but beauty is something that we recognize in like a very deep inner level it's like on a soul level and so when you say like your friend is really beautiful what you are saying is you're acknowledging that you see her true beauty because you know her you know how beautiful she is because you you see her soul and 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 so you recognize that but what you're also recognizing is that she in addition to that fits into this beauty standard and you don't see yourself as fitting in to that beauty standard as much as she does now this is like a story that you have been telling yourself for a long time and it seems to be a pattern with other friends as well and When you are looking through that tunnel vision, when you are only seeing stuff through that that lens, of course, that's what you're going to see. You're going to notice other people seeing it because you're going to see everybody else through that lens and you're going to assume that that's exactly what they're thinking. You can you're you're walking around like say at this Christmas card Christmas party, basically saying that you're reading people's minds, right? You're making all of these assumptions based on this like lens of hierarchy of beauty hierarchy that our culture has perpetuated and maybe maybe on one on one level the people around you are operating and seeing things the way that you see them or the way that you see them seeing them but on a very real level you'd have no idea you actually don't know what they're thinking or you know what they recognize in you what they recognize in her you know, they could possibly just be thinking about themselves, you know, feeling insecure about who they are. You know, one of the things about being somebody who fits into that very specific beauty standard, and this is like an unfortunate um, reality, is that you can oftentimes walk around and make people feel insecure about themselves, you know, make people feel question themselves. And that's not a great feeling to know, you know, like that's also not an easy place to be in. You want to be somebody who, you know, makes people feel good about themselves, right? Who makes people feel accepted and, and makes people feel at ease. And that's not always the response when there's somebody who like represents this painful thing in culture oftentimes this this beauty standard has created a lot of pain and continues to for a lot of people so we really have to watch the assumptions that we're making when we think people are judging us when we are really judging them by assuming that they're seeing us through this lens so it's okay that you're struggling with this because everybody does. And, you know, I know that you might think your friend might not struggle with it, but 
that's not how it works because when we live in a world, a culture of beauty hierarchy, you could fit totally into that hierarchy like so well, according to some people, but you, all you see in the mirror is what you're lacking because that's what the lens does. The hierarchical lens, it, it's like putting on blinders to where all you see is how is the things that don't fit. Because that's how it was designed. It was, it's designed for you to see lack. And that's what a hierarchy is, right? It's all about getting higher and higher up the ladder or seeing how high you are versus how low you are. It, it's basically just seeing the world through this very, very um, painful reality. And everybody involved, no matter where you are, you are in that hierarchy, suffers from it, truly. Whether you're at the top and you feel objectified by that, or maybe you feel like nobody actually sees you for who you really are because they're judging you based on how you look. You know, there's a lot of layers to this stuff. It's very complex. So as easy it is to walk around and be like, make things so simple by saying, oh, my friend's prettier than I am. And so everybody thinks, is everybody thinks that when they meet us. In reality, there's so much more going on. Everybody's bringing their own insecurities to the table. Everybody's just trying to feel okay with themselves. And your friend might also be struggling just as much as you in, in other ways. So connecting to our higher selves is really about acknowledging that, yes, these thoughts come in because this is the conditioning that everybody is dealing with, not just me. But if somebody is judging me according to that hierarchical conditioning, it's because they're entrapped in it. And that's not actually what I really want to be around or what's really good for me anyway. If somebody is going to think less of me because I don't fit into much as much as into that beauty standard, is this somebody that is actually going to be a healthy person for me to have in my life? We're here to awaken beyond this prison, beyond the prison of our hierarchical conditioning. And every person that we meet is a lesson that an opportunity to break free and to help other people break free. It's not an easy process and it's okay if there are certain nights where this is really hard. But I promise you, everybody's dealing with this on some level. It could be about a beauty standard. It could be about career insecurity. It could be about, you know, not having a romantic partner. It could be about so many things. We're all trying to break free. We're all just trying to accept ourselves and really, truly see our higher selves in, our, in each other and in the mirror. So be patient and compassionate with yourself in your awakening journey. This stuff isn't easy, but the more grace we give ourselves, the more understanding, the easier it is to let go of these thoughts. Don't shame yourself for having them. We all do. The fact that you care so much and you want this to change and you care so much about your friend, I mean, that's, that's so beautiful. You're so beautiful. 
You are so beautiful. And I can even in picture you like crying on the couch. And as sad as that is, it's it's also so beautiful because your heart is just, you have such a big heart and you recognize that within you and you know that there's something more that's possible. And it's truly beautiful. Take care. The following question is from an email. Hey, Bunny, I just want to start by saying your podcast has been one of the most beneficial tools in my healing journey. Your podcast has become part of my self-care routine, and it's been working great alongside therapy. I'm currently out of therapy due to financial difficulties, cost of living crisis. So it's been a great aid to continue supporting me. Sometimes I find questions are asked that I relate right and it feels like you're talking to me directly. Thank you so much for giving us all that. I love you. Recently and forever, I've been getting triggered over my partner's past relationships. I hate this. It's something I don't enjoy feeling and something I am actively trying to work on and challenge. I remember listening to one of your episodes where you share that you have also in the past struggled with feelings of jealousy too, particularly ex-partners. That was so comforting to hear for me. It feels unfair, not just to me, but my partner and even the exes that I feel these things. My girlfriend and I have been together for two years and I've only ever really seen snips of their ex. Honestly, I tried finding them and couldn't. I'd seen old Polaroids of them and that's all I'd seen. Even that made me feel uncomfortable. I did the classic stalk the ex recently and found them. Hate that I felt like I needed to do this. They're gorgeous, feminine, and I felt this massive pain. This is my first serious lesbian relationship. I've dated and had queer relationships before, but never long-term. I guess because it was their first lover, I have anxiety over it. I know those relationships are special. They have other exes that don't bother me. I don't and wouldn't get jealous of other people liking them now either, but this one bugs me and I'm trying to understand why. I guess my feelings come from the fact that they have previously dated high femme women. I'm non-binary, although femme presenting, but I feel like I embrace my gender and feminine energy in other ways. Maybe I worry they don't find me as attractive. I'm the first person with body hair, a queer coded appearance, and they them pronouns. I'm chronically ill and try my best, but worry I'm not being as exciting as they did a lot together and trips and things. I'll be real. I'm insecure and struggling with myself, my sense of self, although I try not to show that Leo rising here speaking and probably project onto my partner. I don't want to bash their exes. High femmes are gorgeous and iconic. I hate that I'm comparing myself to something that I'm not. We're all beautiful. I know that relationship was toxic and abusive for my partner, so it feels wrong for me to glamorize it in my head. I don't want to be thinking, did they have more fun with them? Do they only want me when I'm presenting more femme, etc., etc.? My partner is loving and open with me and has shared that they feel like they can be themselves with me, like they've never been able to before. They never even felt comfortable to cuddle with their exes, but now feel safe to do so. They feel seen and understood and more proud to be queer. 
Before dating me, they hated the word lesbian, but have unlearned their shame surrounding it and wear it as a badge of honor. I adore that. This relationship is so healthy and gorgeous. I feel safe and secure. We have both grown so much as people, and we even have relationship check-ins to make sure we're both happy. That is so important and lovely to me. I understand that I have a lot of triggers. I've been cheated on with friends and also family and abused in past relationships with men before I came out. So I recognize my triggers may come from that. I ignore my triggers when it's related to men because it feels like I'm invalidating my sexuality as a lesbian, but I'm unlearning that and it's a different story. I know I have fears of abandonment and rejection issues after being a care leaver. So I'm assuming my fears come from that. I guess my question is, how did you overcome these feelings? I hate that I'm doing this. I don't want to be like this. I hope this wasn't too long and I'm sending love to you and everyone out there. Hi, babe. Jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. (laughs) You know, I don't think you ever truly get totally past fears. You know, jealousy is just a fear. It's a fear of not being good enough. And that fear sometimes gets fixated on an ex, but it's not really about the ex. It's about what the ex represents. The ex represents abandonment, not being good enough, um, whatever comparison you can come up with. In this case, like it makes a lot of sense that you might have be triggered by feelings of like comparing yourself to a high femme because that that's loaded, right? Gender issues are loaded and you know, your insecurities or fears um, from your conditioning, you know, of being non-binary and and not not being accepted by society or not being like the standard for what you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to look like. You shouldn't have body hair, you know, and all of that conditioning is all kind of getting pushed into this X because the X is becoming like a symbol for all of these other fears that you have that aren't even necessarily about your relationship, right? They're about, you know, your connection to gender. They're about your past. They're about other relationships. They're about childhood. They're about all of these other things. Like these fears, although we make the jealousy about you know, your partner and your partner's ex, it it isn't really about that. They just symbolize something. They just become a marker. They become like a personification of the emotional triggers. As much as this email might be about jealousy, ultimately jealousy is just a symptom of an underlying fear of inadequacy. And that is totally understandable. And you know, you know that because we've all been conditioned to be constantly on the lookout for the ways we're inadequate, for the ways we don't measure up because we've all been conditioned to need to prove our worth through how we look, through our success, through, you know, the size of our house or our car, or I don't know, there's so many different ways that our culture has shown as like markers of being good enough. And and the more you have, the more worthy you are. But we all know all of that is an illusion. It's all an illusion. So your journey to letting go of this jealousy isn't so much about your relationship. Your relationship is great. 
it's really just about your spiritual journey. It's really about your journey of loving yourself and giving yourself that self-acceptance that you've always deserved. And so it, that's the process. So it's not really like I jealousy can feel totally overwhelming when you try to just focus your energy like how do I stop being jealous how do I stop being jealous like you can't it doesn't really work like that because it's like just one manifestation of our fear of inadequacy it's just like one point of focus for it that we can get like obsessive over but all we really need to do is just to keep staying on this path of unlearning and of healing and of self-acceptance. And that journey is slow, <laughs> unfortunately. Like it's, it's very small steps, very, very small steps. But an integral part is recognizing where those fears pop up, what triggers those fears. Looking at an ex might trigger those fears. Um, getting a call from your mom might trigger those fears. Um, I don't know, a commercial about shaving your legs might trigger those fears. Like those are just triggers. But ultimately, we're all on the same journey. We have different triggers at different times in our life. But we are all on the same journey of unlearning and accepting ourselves for who we are and knowing that we've always been enough and that we're so valuable, that we're like, we're these amazing creatures. We are gifts to this world. We are such gifts. And really owning that we don't have to be anybody other than ourselves. And that people love us for who we are. Not how close or far we are away or how alike or dis-alike we are from other people. So as, as soothing as it can be to be like, well, my partner has said that they, you know, that was an abusive relationship and, and they couldn't do this, then they can do that with me. And, and that, that can be comforting, like a temporary fix for like soothing that insecurity. But ultimately, like, it's, it's not about even comparison why you're better. Like the comparison, it's like, we're trying to let go of the need to compare simply by realizing that that hierarchy, that comparison is an illusion. That you aren't better than that X and that X isn't better than you. That we're all good enough and that we have different companionships and relationships at different parts of our life because the universe is taking us on this healing path. And we love different people at different times in our life because that's part of our journey. And that person was part of your partner's journey at one point. And that's all that, that's all that really is about. And, and that person came into your partner's life for your partner to learn some really, really valuable lessons about themselves, about their self-acceptance, because that's actually all that's really going on. And your partner has graciously brought that learning with them into a more awakened place. And that's exactly when you popped up because they were ready for you. 
and you are ready for them at this part of your journey. So you can't compare it. You can't look back in the past and compare it because both of you were, were different then and you, and you had different curriculum then. The universe was giving your partner a different form of a lesson <laughs> than now. And they finished that lesson. And, and, and in that way, you can be grateful for that ex, you know, for what your partner was able to learn through that experience. But what really matters now is, is your journey, is letting yourself be loved and having faith that the way things are now, the relationship that you're in right now is sacred and everything you've been through and everything your partner has been through has, has led you to each other. And that's really, really beautiful. Really beautiful. So seeing these things through the lens of our higher self, we recognize how safe we really are. And we don't have to go down that fear cycle as much as we do. And it's really just reminding ourselves of that every day. You know, having practices that remind us of that every day. Telling ourselves that we're grateful for who we are and for how loved we are. And that we're going to do our best to, to acknowledge that love every day and be present with it. And that's really all it is. And then over time, those fearful thoughts become less loud in our minds. And that doesn't mean they're not going to pop up every now and then. That doesn't mean we're not going to get triggered because triggers are just part of being human sometimes. But they're going to be less powerful, less able to take us, stray us from our path of love. So be patient, you know, with this process. And and no, ultimately, this isn't about, you know, figuring out how to not be jealous ever again. That's not what it's about. It's just about figuring out how do I prioritize my own self-acceptance every day? Like, what do I need to say to myself every day? Like, what, what do I need to do? Do I need to journal? Do I need to meditate? Do I need to have an affirmation? Do I need to, like work on some kind of crafting, like what makes me feel centered in myself and, and centered in the presence of the beauty of my life, you know, like look around. There's so much more. There's so much more to focus on. And there's, there's so much love all around us. The other day I saw some video of like a bird that I'd never seen before. It was this really tall bird. I think it's called a shoebill bird. It has this like massive beak. That's why it's called a shoebill bird, I think. And it was really tall. It was like, it was kind of like the size of a flamingo, like walking. And I was just like, wow. Like this world is full of so many beautiful, amazing things. Amazing creatures, amazing plants. Like there's so much awesomeness everywhere. And so rarely do we take the time to just be like, dang, like it's freaking 
awesome here. You know, like it's so easy to focus on the focus on the fears. So easy. And we're in this journey together and part of this community together to remind each other that there truly is so much love everywhere. And we can let it in. We can we can we can soak ourselves in it. We can let ourselves be happy and peaceful. Cut ourselves a break. All right. Sending you all the best. That wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everybody who sent in this week's questions and for being so vulnerable and for sharing what you're going through. It means so much to me and to everybody listening. You're helping all of us. Take care of yourself this week. Do what you need to do to remind yourself that there is love everywhere, how beautiful you are, how much you deserve care and compassion and your needs to be valid and to see that within the people around you. Because truly, we're all just a bunch of higher selves walking around in our in our <laughs> human body suits, just trying to awaken um, that that within ourselves, the love on this planet. We're all here. We're he- that's why we're here, right? To awaken that on the planet. So it begins with love. It just begins with being kind to ourselves and and giving us that that compassion, that care. All right. I love you so much, and so does your higher self. I'll see you next week. Bye.